Hey, and welcome to the continuing series on uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, and how it affects guys out there dealing with divorce, either before, during, or after. You know, there are plenty of uh, issues out there that we can cover. And uh, I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. And today I'm joined uh, by a litigation partner, Kristen Zurich, who's an often frequent guest for these podcasts, just full of knowledge. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks, Scott, for having me. Yeah. So we wanted to continue on. And today, obviously, in a different manner, rather than just audio, we want to bring you some video and change things up a little bit. Uh, we wanted to go ahead and talk a little bit about legal custody, because it's kind of, I think, one of the aspects of a divorce and the results of divorce or even during divorce that is often overlooked. And uh, I thought we could uh, dig in just a little bit today, talk about why it's important to guys out there, uh, what they should be looking for. Again, you know, in our national webinar, we talked about the three things, the three questions every guy should be asking at every moment. And that's, what can I do? What should I do and what must I do? And I think those are still relevant uh, even when we talk about legal custody. So maybe start it off, Kristen, for guys that either haven't been divorced and aren't familiar with the term, either they're going through it uh, or they're after the divorce and they're thinking, I've never heard that term before. And they should, uh, because to me, I've always described it to my clients as the meat and the substance of the things that they should be really focused on rather than the label of physical. So maybe just toss out to guys what really legal custody is defined, I mean, from the legal perspective, the technical, and then really the reality. Sure, absolutely. So legal custody is the decision-making power over your kids. So there is generally a provision in any divorce decree, or if you don't have a decree, it's what everybody's fighting about in court, about the ability to have some equal say when decisions are made for your children. So generally, lawyers talk about this, the health decisions of your kids, the educational decisions of your kids, and the welfare decisions of your kids. So welfare is taken with a pretty broad scope to mean, you know, activities, extra things after school, um, religion, those kinds of things. And so most everybody wants joint legal. I mean, you've loved each other enough to have a kid together. You want the shot to raise that kid together yourselves um, on equal par. You don't want one parent to have a greater say than the other parent. So that is something everybody fights over in a divorce. And that's something once you guys get divorced that, frankly, people really have a hard time living by. Yeah. So, you know, you think about legal custody, and I always say, you know, guys have said, well, I don't, maybe I get it, maybe I don't. Where's the best place to start? And so I'm going to point them into the decree, uh, their judgment. Let's just assume we're talking to guys right now, and I know there's a bunch of them that are already post-judgment. And they've got their divorce, they've been divorced. Maybe it's been years since they've really thought about the decree. Uh, maybe they, you know, during the time that they got divorced, it's stressful. You know, your attorney explains it, but you don't comprehend it. Sure. So. I say review the decree. So I would assume you'd make that same recommendation. And if so, if they do review it, what did, what should they be looking for? Absolutely. There's probably a really big paragraph in your divorce decree that speaks about decisions. So in our divorce decrees that are written up by our courts, there's a nice gigantic paragraph that speaks to, okay, health, childcare, teachers, tutors, all of those kinds of things that kids may need. It really tries to encompass all of decisions that are out there. And frankly, with all of the, the COVID issues, um, it taps right into a lot of legal custody decisions decisions that I know people are grappling with right now. E- even before the COVID pandemic, what
what I was used to seeing is folks that had come into my office for a motion to modify. They had joint legal custody, but the wife or the husband in the situation, the ex, has been cutting them out of decisions anyway. So it's not an uncommon situation in a divorce where you have a husband and a wife and someone's always just made the call, right? That mm-hmm. Someone has made the decision and the other party just sort of went along with it. Mm-hmm. But then you'd get divorced. You have a divorce decree that says you guys have joint legal. And then, so you have a paper that tells you one thing, but de facto people have been doing something else. Yes. So I, uh, this is a situation that probably will uh, allow for a lot of motions for contempt or motions to modify after COVID if people are making decisions without consulting the other parent. So yeah. it happens normally in any given before a pandemic, mm-hmm. but holy cow, it's been happening yeah. tremendously since this whole thing has hit. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's amazing for even from my perspective, our perspective as practitioners, where we do tell our clients that you know legal custody is everything. If you're not the primary parent, what we use that word loosely, the one that has maybe the educational, the one for the address for educational purposes, um, then you just think, let's get the language. And, and we say, look, these are only for the major medical health and education decisions and the welfare. And we, we anticipate maybe those occur once a year. And now we're in a right. pandemic where, as I was sitting here getting ready to uh, talk about these, I'm thinking, gosh, there are so many things that could be happening right now that kick in legal custody. And that's why I thought it was worthy of a, a conversation about how important this is for guys. And so the point being, I guess, that language, you know, Oftentimes, if we're the the parent that's designated as residential, which means, you know, we're kind of in in charge of education and uh, it's the meet, confer and agreed language. And, and, you know, around the country that your language may vary somewhat, but you've got to make sure that that's that agree language is in there because sometimes you got mom's counsel that will send over a settlement agreement says meet and confer. Absent agreement, the primary custodial parent has 100% rights. You've seen that before? Oh, of course. People try to shove that in there in an agreement, even though it's not what you've reached. Um, But the meet, confer, and agree piece is the most important piece. So before a decision is made, there has to be a conversation. Now, obviously, if you guys are are dealing with a shelter-in-place order, you can't obviously meet in person. Mm -hmm. But you have to be able to confer, and you have to come to an agreement about what you're going to do. Let's take a really easy example. If you have a parent who is really wigging out about a shelter-in-place order and literally thinks that they can't leave the house with the kids, but the other party thinks that it's not a big deal to take the kids to take a walk around the park or take a walk around the neighborhood, that's a legal custody decision. You guys, that speaks right to the health and welfare of the kiddo. So there has to be a conversation and there has to be an agreement between mom and dad as to how they're going to take care of that. And if there's not an agreement, I will tell you that it's been my advice to my clients while all this is going on is for the love of everything, be the more commonsensical parent. So does it make sense to lock a four-year-old up in a house for 30 days and not let them out? No, it sure doesn't. Mm-hmm. They need to run around the backyard and blow some steam off. Right. So is a, is a court going to whack you for that? No, probably not. So it's, it, you have to approach this and in in not let emotion and not let fear sort of take over. You have to address some of these practical day-to-day decisions with common sense and reasonableness. I mean, it does call for, obviously, more communication that guys have ever had probably since they've been divorced or since they've been separated and much less more than they really want probably probably uh, you know we're going to see divorce rates skyrocketing during this and as a result uh, after this crisis just because here it's like adding fuel to a fire that's already stoked and uh, just making it an inferno when you know you can't communicate to begin with but right. which means that guys should be proactive right um, what should they be doing and maybe you can break it down 
I know we've talked a little bit and touched uh, about health and education and welfare, but maybe you can go through them and say, here's what they should be doing sure. to be proactive, uh, to ensure that they're protecting the rights, uh, if they're in the middle of the divorce, to ensure that they're setting themselves up with proper and appropriate evidence to suggest that they're good with legal custody, that mom and dad can agree, that they can discuss amicably, because in most states... Uh, you will find language that where judges say, I find that neither parent can adequately communicate, and therefore I'm going to give legal custody to one. And it's kind of the worst case scenario. It almost shuts guys out. So maybe talk about and give them some um, helpful tips. Just if you want to walk through the health, education, welfare, which are the three components sure. uh, of legal custody. Sure. So let's talk about the health piece first. Obviously, you guys have to follow the CDC recommendations right now about what you need to do to keep yourself safe and, and in turn keep your children safe. It is a probably a really good idea to engage mom in some sort of a discussion over text or email about making sure that she's read the guidelines too and you both are going to conduct your homes in the same way. So if you do take a walk around the neighborhood or go play at the playground, everybody's going to make sure they wash up as soon as they get in the house. If mom won't engage with you in those kinds of discussions or she says, I've got it taken care of and won't have a conversation with you, great. What you've just done is laid yourself a foundation of evidence to take to your attorney to say, look, she's not conferring with me. This is a really big decision for my kid and she's not talking to me about it. Um, same thing if there's doctor's appointments right now going on. A lot of doctor's offices take issue with bringing people in, whether it's an emergency or not. So talk to your ex about whether or not if your kid has an, a medical emergency or let's say even they break a bracket on their um, orthodontia, whether or not it makes sense to be able to go into the orthodontist office at this time or if it's something that can wait until say a shelter in place order is taken care of. Um, in terms of education, I, I, obviously if you have children, I have to assume that the schools have some sort of distance learning plan in place to make sure your kids are getting the education they need right now while they're out of school. Um, oftentimes one parent is the primary contact for the teacher. So if the teacher, you're not getting the information from the teacher of the school, by all means, reach out to them. I will tell you that the schools are pretty active and pretty online most of the day. And if you say, hey, I'm the other, other parent, I need to make sure I have the school packet or the school information too, they should share that with you. If they're not, if you have difficulty, if your ex isn't sharing information with you, if the school isn't sharing information with you, use social media to your advantage. Uh, I will tell you that my own school has um, different parent groups. It has different class groups for each class. So if we've had a question about an assignment lately, everybody goes on to the class group to try to work it out with the parents. If your school doesn't have that, I have to assume your school has a Twitter account or a general Facebook page. If you put a question on there, I guarantee it will be forwarded to somebody or and you'll get some sort of an information back. I guess another probably easy thing to do is I'm sure as a parent, you know who your kid's friends are. Right? So even if you don't have the contact information to parent A or parent B, I'm certain with a little bit of Facebook searching, you'll be able to find who that is and you can send an email to say, hey, what's going on with the school assignment today? I don't seem to have it in my possession. Mm -hmm. This is an all hands on deck kind of a thing right now. Everybody's helping everybody else out, <laughs> making sure the kids can get what they need during this period of time. So don't hesitate to be a little bit creative. If your ex isn't sharing information with you and if the school isn't super responsive, there's other ways to find yeah. it. You know, I think it's a lot of the tips there, guys can say, you know, these are great parenting tips, the things that guys should be doing. But if you're in the middle of the divorce and you're, you know, obviously court sessions are closed and trials are continued, I think what's 
it, very important for guys to think about is this is stuff that you can use if you have to go to trial. I mean, look, judge, I'm remaining to be involved. I need to be involved. I'm, you know, a show that I'm trying to be active on social media with my uh, kids' teachers and the parents and their students and their friends. I'm engaged. I mean, that's always the tips we make when we talk about the 10 stupidest mistakes guys make when facing divorce is be active, be engaged, and not only exercise the rights given to you. It's like your constitutional rights of right to free speech. Exercise them, right? right? Don't sit on them. So that's why these are great things to be proactive about. During a crisis, it gives you an opportunity because they present themselves. Oftentimes during, you know, with, before COVID, school, school, and we didn't, we don't really think about it. Oh, the kids are at school. Oh, parent teachers are around parent teacher conference. Now I need to be involved because I've been told I should go to parent teacher conferences. But maybe we treat every week, every day, maybe as a parent teacher conference as an opportunity to kind of place yourself in a position uh, to be in the best light possible in the event of a trial. I just think that's wonderful advice, especially now during COVID nineteen. These are just opportunities. I know it's a crisis, but we still have to make sure we push you forward and put your case in the best light possible. That's a stellar piece of advice. And all of the conversations you're having with your ex, I assume are in writing in some mm -hmm. way, shape, or form, whether it's text, whether it's email. And by all means, with her responses, please save those in a PDF, give them to your attorney, because that's going to make your evidence for a contempt or for a motion to modify mm -hmm. your legal custody moving forward. So uh, one of the things that I was thinking about is that what the COVID-19 brings uh, when it faces legal custody are potential medical decisions. Uh, these are things that we all don't want to think about, right. uh, whether it's mom. Uh, yesterday uh, during our webinar or the day before, whenever we were during our webinar, one of the questions was, hey, my ex-spouse has been tested positive. She's quarantined. I've got custody. I mean, now all of a sudden, all these legal things kick in. Right. Um, God forbid one of your children gets tested positive. So maybe talk just gently about what can guys do? What are their rights? Let's just say there's a medical decision. Uh, hospitals are now putting into effect one parent policy where only one parent may go into a room or may whatever it may be. They're certainly not filling the room. We know perhaps who's the odd man out here. Correct. And it's sad. And so maybe just talk through that a little bit, but maybe what guys can do, what they should do. Always have the decree handy. You know, try to you know stand up for your rights. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So if something should happen, and say your your kiddo does test positive, if you don't have the capability, obviously, to go into the doctor's office with mom when your kiddo tests positive, I would absolutely positively PDF a copy of your divorce decree over to the doctor's office. That will make sure the doctor knows that they can share all the information about the testing and any sort of follow up that they have with your child, um, because you obviously aren't there or able to be there to be able to get that information from the doctor. In terms of monitoring your, your child while your child may be in mom's possession, so let's say the kiddo does get sick and mom just holds on to possession. Obviously, you're missing some custody time, so I would absolutely positively keep track of that because, frankly, that's something you could talk about in a motion for contempt to try to get your time back. Um, the other thing I would tell you is during that period of time, I would make sure that mom gets on and Skypes or FaceTimes with you at least once a day to know what's going on with your child, and so you can keep actually lay physical eyes on your child and make sure your child's doing okay during that time. That's good stuff. So let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll wrap up this segment on legal custody. Uh, just a few more topics as it relates to post-COVID. We've talked a little bit about during COVID-19. We'll talk uh, a little bit about uh, things that guys can do and the issues that I anticipate that they face right after this short break. 
For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell and Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. All right, we're back uh, from that break and uh, again joined by Kristen Zurich, a litigation partner with Cordell & Cordell. We're talking about uh, the issues affecting legal custody for guys before, during, and after divorce and any moments in which they have those occasions. And we really talked about uh, issues about what it is, uh, how it affects guys during COVID-19. And so one of the things that as I was just going through in my mind, how does this work for guys? and we're all in an era in which uncharted territory, uh, we, we don't know what tomorrow brings. And so now I'm thinking of this laundry list of things that affect legal rights. Not now, but when this is over. Maybe it's never over. You know, it may be the new flu that will be with us forever. But there are certainly cities are going to open back up. Counties are going to be open back up. Schools will open back up. We know this, but life will likely be different. And so, Kristen, one of the things that I was thinking about is the legal rights for guys, and now we make decisions, all these new decisions that parents have to make, transitioning out of COVID, I mean, you know, again, it's still probably going to be here unless they are able to find a vaccine that eradicates it, but that's a year away. Right. Uh, transitioning into sports and uh, extracurricular activities, these are things that are wrapped into legal custody in some regards. Now do they become major decisions? I kind of think that they do, especially if they're exposing children who may have underlying health issues. Uh, we have those out there. So maybe talk to guys about, let's prep for that, think about what you should be doing, uh, the proactivity that you should be taking, uh, the discussions now, right. maybe with your spouse or your ex. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, it does call into question, um, you guys are going to have to be a lot more strategic about the decisions you make because we're forced to think about something that we never really had to think about before. And so uh, yeah, let's take sports, for example. If you have a kiddo that is immunocompromised, it's probably a really good idea to have a conversation with your ex and then probably with your child's doctor to make sure that once sort of the pandemic passes and we can go back out and go back into normal life, whether or not that makes sense for your child. I would also tell you that um, in terms of school events and what have you, I would expect that people would probably be freaking out to go to a year end of year concert where there's a lot of people. Um, you have to have conversations with your ex, and let's say your ex is still really, really worried about this, but your kiddo really wants to be a part of it. Um, we probably need to put the child's needs at the front of this. And so it's probably a good idea to have a conversation to say, look, if you're worried about going, I'll go, I'll videotape it for you, I'll, I'll Facebook live stream it for you. So you have the ability to be there too, even though you are really worried about being present. So it's going to be a huge balancing of, of the child's needs and what's best for the child. Um, and parents are really gonna struggle with this because they what they think is best for them is actually, they think it's what's best for the kiddo, but it's probably not. I mean, I've been experiencing just in the past couple of days being home with my kids that they're really struggling being out of routine. And so I have to expect that once all of this is over, you want your kids to get back into routine too. So it's your job as a parent to be able to push them back into routine in the safest way possible for them. You know, I know the, the, the storm that's coming. Uh, I just know that this is going to pop up for guys out there. Uh, just my experience of, you know, summer travel or spring break travel was canceled trips and vacations that had planned, 
Uh, I know with my kids, same thing. We had to cancel them because of this. That's coming. And so whether it's you had a plan that uh, it was your spring break, that you were going to take your kids wherever that may be, to the beach, to Disney, whatever it is, many of you guys have had to cancel those. So you're going to want to reschedule them for the summer. And so is mom. So the question I know that's coming, and it's the storm, is travel. What's safe? Uh, what can guys do if they want to travel and mom's trying to reject it and deny them? What can guys do if uh, mom wants to take the kids to Spain or Italy? Right. You know, and it's not yet quite open, but she's prepared to go because it's $200 round trip on, <laughs> right. you know, air risky. And, you know, so I, I know that's coming. And so guys really need to be thinking about this now. If they're wanting to proactively, you know, do this, it's, it implicates legal custody because we're talking about health and welfare. Uh, it's risky decisions. So what should guys be doing uh, in anticipation of this all opening back up in the summer? Sure. I mean, those airfares, at, as cheap as they are, are really a temptation, right? They just are. And so I will tell you that most divorce decrees also have a provision in there for if you can't come to an agreement, there's probably some provision about trying to mediate this with somebody before somebody makes a decision. So I would tell you first check your divorce decree and see if there is a provision there. Because if mom is really set on going to Spain and you're really set on making sure that your kiddos don't necessarily leave the country right now, that probably is a decision that someone needs to tell her, hey lady, this might not be the smartest thing. You do have the ability once courts reopen to file temporary restraining orders if you really feel that strongly about it. But I, I feel like this is a decision that can be made as long as there's work between mom and dad to make sure your kids are taken care of. In terms of um, travel, it would make the most sense to have a conversation of, okay, maybe we should drive instead of fly. Um, it might make sense to say, okay, you know what, um, I, I don't want to obviously go to New York because it's a hot spot. It's probably going to take a while to, to die down, but maybe I can go, you know, to Colorado where it's not that bad. Um, having some conversations about tr travel still being okay, but trying to make sure it's the safest way possible for your kiddos does make the most sense. And if she's just not engaging and she's saying, nope, I'm going on my trip, forget you, try the, try the um, mediation provision in your divorce decree. And if that still doesn't get you anywhere, talk to your attorney and see if there's an option available for you in court. I would tell you that there probably is. Yeah. I mean, guys are now, I know that even looking at the summer, my guess is there's guys watching now, listening now, that have been denied legal rights. You know, mom's taking action at school, taking action with custody, uh, whatever it may be. So kind of wrapping this up, let's give guys that hope that there's a, a remedy for them. And what, you know, you alluded to the uh, mediation provision and talking to your attorney, but maybe wrap that into what really are the, you know, limited to Missouri, obviously, uh, but what are the remedies that you have available here in Missouri sure. and what are courts doing uh, with that? Sure. So uh, my best advice to, to clients in this situation would be is if you feel like you've been steamrolled during this period of time, if you feel like your ex has totally taken advantage of this situation, made decisions for your children that you don't agree with, taken your time, taken your rights away from you, there are remedies in the court for you to be able to get some compensation for that. So whether it's missed time through a family access motion, whether it's a whack on mom financially for a motion for contempt for running over your rights, or maybe if she's completely off the maybe you have enough to modify your legal custody so you can make the decisions for your child moving forward. It does make sense to talk to an attorney, number one, about what you've gone through in the last four to six weeks and then what your options are moving forward. I'll be the first to tell you that it has been my experience and I'm going on my, uh, let's see, I'm a 
17th year of practice, that's it. Um, I'm going to my 17th year of practice, so I will tell you in my experience, having a judge see someone that took advantage of a situation to benefit them and hurt the child in some meaningful way, um, it never goes well in court, whether there's a pandemic or not. So my best advice to you all while this is going on is keep a record of what's been happening so you can turn it over to somebody who can take it to the court to get your rights taken care of. That's right, awesome. Thanks, Kristen, sure. this is good Thanks. stuff. And as always, I want to caution everyone out there that obviously I'm only licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia. Kristen's in Missouri. Uh, there's guys out there from around the country and perhaps in the world since we have offices in the UK. Don't take this as legal advice. It just isn't. It can't be. Each of you have uh, a certain set of circumstances and they're unique. Uh, and those circumstances influence an attorney's recommendation. So these are, you know, this podcast, every podcast and webinar we do, it's really designed to just create talking points to kind of give you an idea uh, to stimulate a conversation with your attorney. Uh, and so if you need one, we're always available. You, know, you can go to our website at cordellcordell.com. You can find information now. We have virtual and telephonic uh, consultations available for you with reduced retainers. Uh, also, you can get just more information about what's going on for guys in this realm of divorce and COVID at mensrights.com, dadsdivorce.com. So check it out. And then next time on our next series on this podcast, we're going to talk about what guys should be doing proactively, not just as it relates to any particular area of divorce, uh, but really in general. And that just runs the gamut for guys. And we're going to be joined by Kelly Burris uh, to discuss that. Uh, and then uh, we'll continue this conversation uh, about COVID-19 and how it affects you. And we hope you continue to turn in. Thanks for joining. Until next time.